Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I know that they're going to be frustrated and mad and hurt and feel betrayed. And what does that mean to be a sister wife then? Am I still a sister wife? And the answer is no. I can't be their sister wife anymore. I can be their friend. And the relationship, like how close I am with Janelle, is probably going to stay like that. How not very close I am with Robin and Mary is going to stay like that, too. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Cara Berry, Sister Wives Edition, y'all. First of all, Y'all showed up and showed out. Like, you guys came in droves to listen to my premiere episode. I hope you stick around. I really think this is going to be a really, really, really great season. I've got some fun guests coming up in the future, and um, I'm excited. So thank you for listening, for real. Y'all really did that. Okay, so thank you. And welcome. Welcome if you're a, a second-time listener or first-time listener. Um, Oh, my God, you guys. I just had... <laughs> <laughs> Woo! A mini heart attack because I thought I just deleted all of my notes. Praise, praise who was ever on Coyote Pass. <sighs> okay, we're good. We're good. Let's get into this episode. Actually, actually, let's talk about some news. Shout out to my friend Saad who tweeted me the other day. Perfect timing, by the way. Um, Wanting to know if... Payton, Christine's only son, had anything to say if he's spoken about this whole situation with his parents breaking up. Does he have any opinions on the matter? And lo and behold, just not even 24 hours before that, 
Peyton went on TikTok. Peyton's very prolific on TikTok, by the way. He actually um, um, also did an interview with, you know, my my soulmates, my sisters, my sister wives and podcasting, Surviving Sister Wife. If you guys don't listen to that, check it out. But they did an interview with Peyton, uh, gosh, earlier this year. Um, but yeah, but Peyton is really, really on TikTok. He has um, found an audience and man, he is his father. And in every sense of the word, except for the ones that you're about to hear right now. So if you guys were wondering what Peyton thought and you didn't see him on TikTok, here it goes. Any king that has to say, I am the king, is no true king. Any man of the house that has to say, I am the man of the house, is no true man of the house. Me and my siblings say that my mom is a strong, independent woman all the time. People tell me, Peyton, your mom, Christine, is a strong, independent woman all the time. My mom does not claim to be a strong, independent woman because she is a strong, independent woman. And you know what, my boy? That's how you clear a bitch, even if that bitch is your own biological father. <laughs> I mean, what can we say? I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with a single thing. And I, given what I know about Peyton's um, opinions about uh, life outside of his father, I don't think we would agree with um, anything. But I'll give you this one. You know what? I'll give you this one. Uh, a broken clock, certainly right twice a day. Um, I also think, you know, this was a good TikTok, a good video to release because this episode was really highlighting how the older kids in particular feel about Cody. And, you know, to quote Dorinda Medley, uh, not well, bitch. Not great. It is real bad you guys um so let's get into it let's get into it because there was a lot to talk about janelle opens up this uh season episode rather by talking about uh the fact that she got covid she says that even though her household had been following cdc guidelines garrison got it first it spread amongst the house and you know what what more can you say? She said she was sick for a few days, but she seems to be back on the men. She seems to be perfectly fine. Um, the fact that they keep opening these episodes with what's going on with Janelle and COVID really tells me, I mean, thank you, Christine. <laughs> I really think we might need to thank Christine because what the fuck else would we be talking about if not for this? And, you know, I hesitate to say that because the this that we have is so good. It's just like such a stark contrast. Like if Christine didn't leave this family, what the fuck would we be talking about right now? I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. Um, so yeah, I mean, was that really all with Janelle? Basically it was back to another Cody and Christine episode, which I'm not mad about. I loved it. I loved it. So then Cody says, because uh, the kids and by kids, we of course know that he means his children with Robin because the kids are not going to school they're in the house at all times. And so he has to find a way to escape. So he does that by sneaking off to the garage or to the closet. So he can rant his little, uh, truly manifestos at this point about how he's a victim to Christine leaving or whatever else is going on in his life. So this clip that we see it, he's in the closet. This is about a week after Christine and Cody have had this conversation in which we saw yes last week, please, let me be free of you, right? And he, Cody tells us that Christine's now back in Utah visiting McKelty. 
at this point. So Cody says that he is in conversation, or that, excuse me, since that conversation, he's just been going through the drama in his head about what went wrong or, you know, the blame aspect. And then he says, there's a refusal in his own head to take any accountability for what has happened. That was one clap, by the way. That's all I can give Cody. (laughs) After all he's done to me (laughs) and the world at large, all I can give him is one clap for that just ounce of presence, clarity, mental clarity on this whole situation. At least you're saying, I don't think it's like really absorbing with him what he's saying, but at least it's coming out of some part of his body is telling the truth. And I don't think he's aware of it. Um, it's not the part of him that we see mostly. But he is at least aware in this half a second when he says, you know, he refuses to take any accountability for what happened. Uh, of course, like I said, he's not going to take any more consideration for that. But he said it. But then he says that he's struggling to take Christine seriously for the things that happened in the past and he's wondering if things are real or if they're just gonna go back and they'll get back together and everything will be uh, the shitty relationship that we see cody also claims that he and christine are in a tit-for-tat situation because christine was complaining to him about not being around but he's not around because of the covid precautions yet again christine has to remind him that he wasn't even around before COVID was even a thing and came into the equation. Remember that, Cody? Please don't make me have to tell you that yet again. Christine says in a confessional that even though she doesn't want Cody in her bedroom, she's not blocking access to him to the kids. Like, he can come over to the house. They do a bunch of outdoor activities that he can participate in. But Cody's not around anymore than he was before, to the point where truly doesn't even notice truly has no idea that there's any discord between uh cody and christine because he's not around any more than he was in the best of times <laughs> that's so sad that's so sad like truly really is such a victim to this whole dynamic maybe more than anybody else because she was there was never a time <laughs> where there wasn't chaos you know, emotionally surrounding Robin's presence in the family. Like she'll never know. And I feel bad for truly on that. Um, I also feel bad that, how do I say this? Listen, in my day, back in my day, when we were in like middle school and high school, a child with a transition lens was a particular demographic of child. You know, they were maybe like, Nerdy, nerdy. So I just like, I I just want to know, like, I'm not insulting truly. I just want to know, have, have the opinions changed on transition lenses since I was in middle school? Because I, I just have a question. Just wondering, just curious. Like maybe it's one of those early 2000s throwbacks. That's like really cool now. I don't know. You tell me anyway. Um, what's happening? (laughs) Before you guys uh, come at me for bullying truly, which I've done before. I've done before. Anyway, where am I? Oh, Robin. Ugh, Robin. For some reason, and I know she doesn't look like Pebbles, like Pebbles from the Flintstones, but I just keep wanting to call her that because of the the purple, um, like, cheetah print shirt and the 
the beaded necklace. And I think that's maybe more Wilma. Did Wilma have the necklace? One of one of the moms had the necklace, but for some reason I just want to call um Robin Pebbles, so I'm going to. It just feels good to me. And right. So anyway, Pebbles keeps trying to establish that she's not the problem. And that when the other wives come to her about where Cody is, she's like, you know, he's just going. I don't know. He's just going. So then we see a flashback of Cody sprinting around the cul-de-sac in Vegas and doing parkour on the, uh, you know, decorative stone outside. And everybody's just like, all the wives are just going about how high energy Cody is. And then at this point, I thought, does Cody have undiagnosed ADHD? Mary is talking about how when she first got together with Cody, she, you know, he's always been high energy. Sometimes she would wish that he would be just a little bit more focused and centered, but she's just giving it up to God and realized that that's just who he is. Robin says in a confessional that um, people think that Cody's not being fair with how he divides up time, but he actually is being fair. They're just not tracking it because they're struggling. And it's easier to sit there and think about the lack when you're struggling. What a bitch. (laughs) She's basically saying like, uh, you guys are just so like awful or like you guys complain so much that you guys don't even want to see the forest for the trees. He is there for you, but like, you're just so miserable that you don't want to see it. All the effort that he's putting in. Okay. Okay. Janelle tells the truth, which is that Cody works from his car a lot. And that even when they have their days, when Cody's supposed to be with her, he's still not home until six o'clock. And that's because he's helping Robin with the children. Okay. So she's not really even sure what he's doing there during the day. There was also a lot of conversation about Cody's job. Um, I guess we'll get into that in a second, but yeah, she, Robin goes back and says that, <laughs> She and Cody are both busy during the day. And so that's why they have a nanny so that she can ask the nanny to do the work instead of Cody, because it's not fair of her to ask Cody to babysit. First of all, the term babysitting when it's in your own damn kids vomit. Okay. Secondly, um, the fact that you can't ask your husband to be a equal partner to you, and an active parent because he has so many other responsibilities in such a big family. Why did you want this? So like, what is it in it for you then? Like if you're saying I can't even ask my hut, like I really want to be in this um, polygamous relationship, but I can't ask my husband to be a husband because he has so many other responsibilities. And what is it in it for you then Robin? What is he? I I don't understand. Like, (laughs) you can't ask him to do anything. What? So then we get back to Christine, who says that it's really hard for her children to see Cody be really engaged in other Robin's family when he's so disengaged from them. And she says when Cody went hiking with their kids, one of the three times that he went, he brought Robin's kids because he was babysitting right and then cody says that it's not normal for him to babysit his kids and that the idea of him going hiking or kayaking isn't something that he just wants to do a lot with anybody which i can kind of side with him on that but i digress i don't have children you know 
I don't have children that I'm like having to make time for either. I can spend my own time doing whatever the fuck I want because I don't have any of the responsibilities that Cody has to maintain relationships with the children that he brought into this world. You know, I'm sure if they did want to go hiking, these imaginary children of mine, I would probably go because I love them. And I wanted to make sure that I was putting in the time with them, making sure they were heard and seen and that we were doing activities that they liked doing so they could have memories of me. They knew that, that I was a present and good father because what the fuck is a couple hours out of your day? You know, apparently it's like $400 because Cody says that he would rather just throw money at the problem. The problem being his own children <laughs> to have a babysitter come for 20 bucks an hour instead of losing the $200 that he makes an hour with his job. Now I tweeted this question, like what is Cody's job quickly? And people I think thought that I was asking. I know that he's in gun sales. That was more of a challenge to TLC because they've never spoken about in the 17 seasons, the fact that Cody's in gun sales. Mention it all. If this is going to be such a big part of the storyline, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what you do, Cody. Quickly, please. Clearly not the best look to be, you know, uh, selling high powered artillery from your Chrysler Pacifica convertible in today's climate. Probably not not a great look, is it? Anyway, um, I also don't think that Cody really works that much. I also think that they probably make a lot of money doing cameos. I personally found screenshots of him doing cameos from his car. And apparently at that time, at least they were $100 per cameo. So, you know, that could be an hour for him. Just two, two cameos, two minute and a half cameos it could be a, a good hour for him. So... Anyway, um, what is Robin doing? (laughs) Robin, what are you doing? (laughs) What do you need to be out of the house doing? Robin, (sighs) Robin irks. She really makes my ass itch because she is one of those people who acts like they are so fucking busy and like they're so overwhelmed. And it's like, what did you really do today? Oh, um, I went to Walmart and I had to get gas. Maybe I pick the kids up from school. Maybe. Maybe I'll just like, what do you do? It's not my, don't say my sister wife's closet. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. It, what do you, what does she do? Please. What does she do? Like for real, what does she do? It, and at no point in the show has she had a job outside of my sister wife's closet. She brought her debt into this family the book that was like a good 10 what is she doing now you are not so busy there's no girl anyway let me move on let me get back to christine christine reveals that isabel actually confronted her about how she and gwendolyn had been talking amongst themselves about how they don't like how christine has been treated and how they can't even imagine how she feels Robin says in a confessional, you know this is not a new complaint about how much time cody spends with her and you know she says I'm not getting some preferential treatment, even though that's what they think. Plural marriage is hard for me, too. Does she ever, like, look outside of herself (laughs) at any point? Like, it's like she's constantly backing herself up into a corner and making herself the victim. And it's weird. It's really getting weird. And tired, old, dusty, musty. Okay, 
It about it's getting about as dusty and musty as those boxes of Cody's in Christine's uh, garage. So she really needs to think about that. I cannot wait, you guys, for next season. I know this is like very preliminary, but now that they like, like, because over the past last season, definitely, and now we're finding out in this season, Robin's clearly um aware of the audience response to her and what they think about her and so now that we've really settled into that like i'm my sick mind is like really excited to see next season 18 now that christine's definitely gone because whoo this is not gonna be good for you baby this is not gonna be good for you i almost think robin might leave over janelle I really think she might. Hot take, hot prediction, but you heard it here first. So then Cody says that because Janelle and her whole family, the house has gotten COVID, he's ready to get there in like 10 or 12 or 20 days, maybe. I don't know. I'll have to check with Robin. But um, they kind of made plans to travel. But then he realized, oh, you guys are all immune but I'm not like I could still get COVID. Duh. (laughs) Yeah. Duh, dude. Like for you to have all these protocols and rules, like the things that he says about immunity and like, they just seem very stupid. Like in this episode, but okay. Cody says that he's just frustrated by the whole situation. And now he's learned that one person's actions can affect the whole family. And then I really cracked up because they cut back to Christine in a confessional immediately. And she's like, yeah, Cody's actions are in fact hurting the whole family. <laughs> oh, so then we get back to Robin and see, this is why Robin's a bitch. Okay. She's a bitch. Because she says in an interview that Cody's at her house a lot, just by default, because of the decisions that the other wives are making. And then she says, you know, I love Cody dearly, but this is not what I chose. His other relationships are stressing him out so much that it's, you know, it's not like it's really fun to have him around anyway. So then we see Cody. Editors, Emmy, Academy people who are responsible for voting. Please keep this in your mind's eye, this whole, like, five minutes. It was so beautiful, so beautifully edited. It was so dark. It was so tense. Um, it was like uncut gems meets the shining. It was just like perfectly encapsulated the, the quick descent of Cody, just like trying to keep it all together. So he's on coyote pass or maybe Robin's house. There's this really scary piano music playing as Robin is explaining in a voiceover that Cody's a very angry man these days because he's really struggling. She's never seen Cody act like this before. And all of this is due, in her opinion, to what's going on between he and Christine. So then Robin says, I don't think that everybody's understanding what's quite going on here. I miss my husband. And then she starts to cry and say that Cody's not himself anymore. And the piano, like the orchestral music starts intensifying. And Cody is standing on a pile of dirt on Coyote Pass while a drone's circling around him. He's getting um, axes out and shovels, just hacking away at piles of wood and chopping at him. And it's wild. And then Robin's like, you know, when I try to talk to Cody, I just get a lot of anger thrown at me. And I just say, hey. I'm not who you're mad at. It's really, 
really wild. Watch that shit again and really like let the whole the whole thing sink in. Like the music, the shots, the cinematography. They really were like making a point of like Cody's just he's really like in a bunker here. He's in a bunker talking to himself, chipping away at the walls. Like not, it's not good. Y'all it's not good. Um, Robin says that she's tried to speak to her other sister wives about it. She's tried to talk to Cody. Nobody's willing to do anything. And at this point she's starting to feel really helpless. (laughs) There's scenes of, of her and the kids walking on like a random road. It's, it's really wild. It was really wild and unsettling. Um, So Cody comes back and says that he feels like he and Christine are both on the edge of losing their shit. And I think one of you has jumped. And I think the other one is perfectly fine in her house in Utah. Having a great old time sipping on her gut health drinks. One of you. Not both of you. (laughs) So then he says... That Christine is a pathway to his children. Why? Why is it so impossible for you to have your own relationship with your kids? Why do you have to go through her? You're creating a situation that isn't there. She wants you to have a relationship with your kids. She she would love that. You don't want to do it. And the fact that he's acting like this is on her. Ew. That's so vile. He goes over to Christine's house and he's like flopped all over this club chair with his legs kicked up on the armrest and Cody tells Christine that her moving on would be a real paradigm shift for him and he's wondering if he's making a mistake in letting her go because he's worried that it might damage their children (laughs) dog (laughs) dog look in the mirror please please Cody says in a confessional that He figured that there would be a breaking point in his and Christine's relationship, but he thought that they would seek counseling. But for Christine, her breaking point was just to leave. And so I guess we're just supposed to forget all of those times in the past where they did go to counseling, where they invited their therapist on their uh, anniversary trip. Do you remember that? Do you guys remember that? Um, When she asked you guys to do a a little project in which you were supposed to go out on the beach and take these rocks and do a little rock sculpture to uh, symbolize your relationship. And what you Cody decided to do is do this whole big ass project about the whole family rather than your relationship with Christine as you were requested to do. And you kept insisting and insisting and insisting that you do this even though christine tried to tell you hey this is supposed to be about our relationship not the entire family and you were like shut up bitch hand me these rocks oh look at this i just piled a bunch of rocks on here look at how great i am king kong king kong you know remember that i do clearly (laughs) it was the most telling uh example of your relationship with christine that I've ever seen. And the fact that he is acting like they would be going to counseling. You've been there. Done that. And you got the rocks to show for it. Christine makes another point in a confessional. And the point being that it's been months since they've had that conversation about not having intimacy. And if Cody wanted to go to counseling, he should have brought it up back then. 
or at any point since then. But Cody claims he didn't do that because when they had that conversation, Christine had a deer in the headlights look that he interpreted as her wanting him to get away from her, which is true. But like, God, everything is Christine's fault in his mind. And he's like dead ass. It's a reason why he didn't suggest going to counseling to save their marriage is because she looked at him wrong. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's all it took? Like, okay. All right. So Cody asked Christine if she felt relief after saying that she wanted out of this relationship. And she's like, yeah. (laughs) Honestly, yeah, I felt really great. I wish I had done it sooner. Wish I had done it when we were in Vegas. Uh, Honestly, should not have even come down to Flagstaff. Yeah. Great relief. Great relief. Couldn't couldn't imagine a better feeling. (laughs) Christine talks more about her journey with plural marriage, which I thought was really interesting and sad. Which is, she made the decision to be in a plural marriage when she was young. And she stuck to it. And she decided that sadness and the sadness that she felt sometimes was just part of the whole thing. And now she looks back and she realizes that she was a lot more heartbroken than she should have been, given the whole situation. Then we get Janelle's opinion, who says... She feels like Cody and Christine have struggled for a long time, and she feels like this breakup was really more inevitable than anything. And then we get Mary's opinion. And let me just run thing. Is Mary still on the show? <laughs> Is she still getting a check for the show? She seems like a real afterthought, especially in this episode, because the we get like one sit-down interview with her, and it's truly maybe five seconds at the end. Um, but the rest of the times that we see her are just like standing up on the fly interviews, just like they got a text from production. We're like, just ask Mary what she thinks, you know, fine. So (laughs) Mary says that like basically plural marriage is just like any other relationship. If the parties aren't interested in making it work, there's really nothing you can do about it. Sorry. (laughs) Then here comes Robin talking about how, you know, if you want to have plural marriage and work on it, you need to work on it every day. You can't be lazy about it, Christine. And the only way to have a successful marriage is to want the family to be as happy as you are. You know what? That's why your eyebrows look like toothbrushes, monster. Well, I can't stand her. So 
Cody and Christine do have a little bit of a breakthrough moment when Cody actually apologizes for being so angry in response to her saying that she wanted to be free. So Christine's relieved, but I bet she wouldn't be if she knew what Cody said in a confessional immediately afterwards, which is that he feels like there's a major injustice being done to him and he's angry about it. So then Cody tells Christine that he wants to get to a place where he can actually rejoice about her happiness and her freedom. And Christine's like, thank you. Honestly, that's maybe the sweetest thing you've ever said. (laughs) That might be the nicest thing you've ever said to me, Cody. Thank you so much. Truly. And then Cody looks at her in response, like to her being happy about that. Like he could really just knock her out. (laughs) Like, like he looks like, furious that she's so happy because he wanted he only wants to be the good guy to get her to come back so the fact that she's responding well to him like giving her a little bit more freedom he hates it he it infuriates him his face like he's livid he's livid cody continues to be an absolute dumbass by confirming that Yeah, over the years, maybe I've said, if you're not happy, you can leave. But I didn't expect anybody to actually leave. (laughs) What he wanted, y'all, he wanted to just threaten people into staying and to rule with an iron fist. Like, this is all he wanted. He genuinely did not expect them to listen to him. That's hilarious. So Christine confirms what we all figured last season, which was that the breakthrough aha moment for her in knowing that she could leave was going to help Isabel with her surgery. And the nurses were saying, oh, you know, Isabel, don't worry. Your dad will be here soon. And Christine had to tell them, "Um, daddy's not coming. Okay. And how they were like, really? Damn. (laughs) So she's like, you know, I just knew. I could do it all by myself. I did not have the, know that I had the strength within me, but turns out I did. And you know what? Amen for that. Christine will get two claps. She'll get several, actually. Um, so Cody makes some mention about how lately when he's been coming over to the house, Truly's been really excited to see him. So he's now interpreted in his mind that Christine has maybe told him, told Truly, about the plans and that truly is now like overly excited to see him because she knows that he's, they're not going to be, you know, together for too much longer. I mean, the, the way that this man interprets things in his mind, again, straight Aquarius behavior, by the way, you guys, <laughs> several of you guys reached out to me, men actually who were like, you know what? Um, you, uh, I did not appreciate you calling out the Aquarius men, but you know what? None of them said, or what all of them said is that I did not tell a lie. They all, they all agreed with me. They didn't want to hear it, but they all said it was true. <laughs> Christine has to hit Cody with the okie doke and be like, um, yeah, I've actually not said anything to truly about you. She totally still thinks you live here. So nothing different in her world. Sorry. But Christine then says in a confessional that, She's waiting to wait for the last minute to tell Truly because, excuse me, she has uh, friends at school whose parents are getting divorced and she talks about it like it's the worst possible thing. So she's really holding off. Then she says that she and Cody have just been waiting. They've been waiting for each other for like 10 or 12 years now and she's done. She can't keep waiting for him to be an on uh, like hands-on father 
or more involved parent anymore. Cody tries to play the victim again by saying that he just needs to let Christine go, but, you know, he might need some grief counseling or something because this whole thing is making his toes curl. Yuck. Ugh. I hate feet. And, like, the idea of Cody Brown's feet just really makes me vomit. Anyway, Cody says that he doesn't know what's going on with his attachment and he just can't let go. And that would really be a normal statement for like literally anybody going through a major breakup or divorce. But you know, with Cody, it's just like, he's a narcissist. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) how else do we put it? So we know that Cody, what Cody can't let go of is the failure of his marriage ending, like how it looks on the outside. It's the failure of his ego to get stroked by having a wife stay even though she's miserable, just to keep up appearances for him, for him to look like an alpha. The Cody then says that he spent all of these years trying to make a safe and healthy environment for his children and his family, but he doesn't know what that looks like now with Christine because she shattered all of that. (laughs) You see what I mean? Again, she's ruined it. She's choosing to leave and therefore she's ruined it. (sighs) Christine tells Cody... We can still be friends. Like, we can be great friends. But Cody says in a confessional that he's just not really in the mindset of being friends because he's married to two divorced women and they don't have great opinions about their exes. Is this maybe the first time that we've really acknowledged that Janelle was married before? They still didn't mention that she was married to Mary's brother, but baby steps, I guess. Baby steps. Then Cody really cracked me up when he says, I just don't want Christine going around the country telling people I'm a bad person. You guys can't see me. I'm looking around at nobody in my room. What do you mean, bro? You're sitting in front of a camp. There is a saying in the black community called, I can do bad all by myself. You know what I mean? Christine doesn't need to say a damn thing. You're doing it for her. What do you think? She's like going to go to her local colleges to tell people how bad you are. Why would she need to do that? Why would she need to like, there's no need for her to do that, but there's also no need for her to do that. You know what I mean? Like emotionally, she doesn't need to, but also you're doing it for her. (laughs) He's so fucking weird. Oh my God. Christine then tells Cody, that she's going to be moving to Salt Lake City. And you guys, I... Can I get a woohoo in the chat? I've been saying, and I've been trying to manifest... One of the several things that I've been manifesting for my life is a Christine Brown and Heather Gay from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City getting their groove back, some sort of spinoff of them being out in the dating world. They've both effectively left their respective churches and their relationships and all the ties that went through that. And I want that. I need that for my life. I want Heather Gay to be Christine's guide into the single world. Y'all see it. It would be so good. Please let this happen. Cody asks her if she could just move to St. George instead because it's closer and more convenient for him. And he's like, she's like, gross. No, I would never do that. No. So then Cody says in a confessional that he's just not really trying to push Christine right now because 
men don't really do that well in the divorce world. And he's done his research about that. <laughs> what research do we think that was? Uh, some sort of a- Andrew Tate video? Um, something in the men's rights section of Reddit? What do you mean? Also, um... <laughs> Like, you've actively participated in people not doing well in the divorce world. Like, you know that, right? <laughs> like, you've contributed to that, but never mind. It, it, well, you know, you can't make sense out of nonsense. You really can't. You really, really can't. So then Cody asks Christina, she thinks that they would have broken up if they had moved to Utah instead. And she's like, uh, yeah, I don't think we would have lasted. Yeah. I, <laughs> there's no way out of this, Cody. Just, just so you know. No, not a single way. Christine says that the reason why she wants to move to Salt Lake is that so truly can be surrounded by family, like a real support group, because right now all she has is Christine and that's it. So then she says that truly just, again, doesn't really know what's going on. And she has not seen what Isabel and Gwendolyn have been seeing for quite a while now in terms of how Cody has been treating other families. And she would rather just take truly away from the whole situation than her eventually come to the realization that her daddy ain't shit. You know, (laughs) that's sad, baby. That's real sad. So then for whatever reason, Cody decides to tell Christine that he's always loved her but he hasn't been in love with her for a long time. And it's like, yeah, she knows that. Why do you feel the need to tell her this? The Christine tells him, you're my first love. I did love you and you'll always be a part of my heart. The Christine tells Cody that she needs to tell the other wives. It's now time. She's not really looking forward to it. But then Cody says at a confessional that he feels unmanly right now. So because of that, he just doesn't want to tell the other women that somebody's leaving. Christine tells us that Janelle knows the most about their situation, but nobody knows that she's actually leaving the family at this point. So Cody tries to get out of being there when Christine tells the other wives, but she's like, you know, I want you to be there so that they know that we've talked about it, that we've come to a consensus and this is what it is. So Christine says that she knows that they're going to be frustrated and mad and hurt and betrayed. And there's going to be a question as to whether or not Christine is still a sister wife. But the answer to that, Christine tells us, is no. She says, I can't be their sister or their sister wife anymore. I can be their friend. But then she says that she figures that their relationships that she has now are basically be the same as they always were. She'll remain close to Janelle and she'll remain not close to Robin and Mary. (laughs) Cody says in a confessional that he's hoping that Christine will tell the rest of the ladies that she's leaving because of her and the choices that she's made and not because of him or anything that he's done. (laughs) (laughs) He's so infuriating. Like, he's so infuriating. And the fact that nobody has, like, checked this man or done anything of the sort. Like, this is what we get. This is what we get for this behavior. This is what happens when you guys don't bully people who deserve to be bullied. You know what I mean? Now we got this man running out of control. And he's got these blonde highlights. And he's, you know, bouncing around, screaming at people 
fucking up his relationships with his own children, not acknowledging that he fucked up. And he's like, literally, what I want from her is to put the onus of our entire 25-year marriage, in which I was a shitbag to her, to put it on her own shoulders for my own ego. Ew. Ew, David. Ew. Then we take a break from Christine and Cody to focus on Isabel and the fact that she's going to be, she got into school in North Carolina where Maddie lives and the plan is to move into the house. Apparently when Maddie and Caleb lived with Janelle, they became Caleb rather and Isabel became really close to each other. And I saw a lot of people um, suggesting on Twitter that maybe Caleb was looking for another sister wife in Isabel And I hope that's not true because that's too much for me. That's too much. Because what you're saying is that like he saw that minor girl in the house, his his, like wife's half sister and thought, oh, I want to marry her. No, please don't put that in the universe. (laughs) Like, yuck, y'all. Yuck. Um, So, yeah, basically, like they call Maddie to just confirm that. Maddie's interested in having Isabel move in, but she's like, yeah, totally excited. Caleb's excited. He's already making plans. He's talking about what they can do when Isabel gets here. So yeah, it's all good. I completely forgot that Maddie is not Christine's child until she said that Maddie was one of the first people she told about leaving the family because she wanted to make sure that their relationship would still be intact. But Maddie told her, you're always going to be a grandmother to my kids. Like, don't worry about it, which I thought was actually really sweet. I wish Cody would recognize these moments where Christine's actually trying to make sure that her relationships with the other children, not her biological children remained intact instead of him assuming that she's like poisoning their kids against him, you know? He'll, he'll never get that, but I just would like to put that out there so at least somebody understands, because I know you do. Back at Robin's house, we get another manifesto from Cody who says that he just got off the phone with Garrison, and it was some stupid stuff. But he says that Garrison is blaming him for most of the COVID stuff happening in the family. So then Cody tells us that he tried to kick Garrison out of Janelle's home, since that's her kid, about six months ago. And so recently, Garrison did a compromise. He had been saving up for his own home, which is why he was living with Janelle. So Cody wanted to have him kicked out a long time ago, but Janelle's like, I'm not kicking him out because he's like this close to getting a house. And why would I put him all the way, you know, all these steps further when he's this close. So what Garrison decided to do is just like, apparently buy a shitty trailer to put on the side of the house so he can do his own thing and not be in the home. But I guess the trailer that he bought is needs its own repairs to the point where it was basically pointless for Garrison to buy this. So He was staying in the home, which is when all the COVID stuff happened. Cody goes on to say that after uh, Garrison gave COVID to the family, Garrison, for no reason whatsoever, got mad at Cody for not coming around. And so he decided to cut off their relationship. And I feel like we're missing a lot of steps here. Before and after the COVID. Literally, Cody says, he's a grown-ass man. He can move out of the house Cody does not have one ounce of empathy for his child, nor does he even seem to like Garrison. (laughs) He doesn't seem to. It's literally like you 
are my, and I think he says this in the premiere for, um, not premiere, in the um, trailer for next episode, that he's basically only focused on his minor children, meaning the children that he has with uh, Robin and Robin's adult kids, because they have been um, Stockholm syndromed into compliance, as he puts it. Cody again says in a confessional that Garrett might be blaming, excuse me, Garrison might be blaming him for stuff, but he's an adult and he can move out of the house. And then Robin comes up with her neck saying that she's tried to talk to Goofus and Gallant, Gabe and Garrison and Janelle, hashtag unblock me Janelle, by the way, um, to say that she wants to try and figure things out with Cody and them, but she's been shut down. I would just like, like release the tapes. I want to hear what conversations Robin is having because you know what really turned me? I mean, I am always turning on Robin, but you know what really turned me last season is she had this conversation with her kids about, I think it was Thanksgiving and how basically all the other kids had made the decision to go up to Utah and they were going to stay in Flagstaff. And the way she approached this was like, so unnecessary and dramatic. Like she sat them all down to say, Hey, they're going to be here. Like it basically brought this environment of like, it's us against them. They don't want to hang out with us. And so they, these like rule breakers are going to do their own thing. And like, we're being punished for our own good behavior. And I just thought that was really shitty of Robin. So to me in seeing that conversation, um, and the way she constantly victimizes herself and her kids to act like they were othered and stuff. And shout out to Surviving Sister Wives again, who brought up the point of when years ago, Robin said that she had hired a babysitter for her kids. Christine was actually offended that Robin didn't reach out to her to ask for help in raising the kids. So like, you know what I mean? Like, all these people seem to try to be integrating them into the family just fine. And yet you guys are acting by you guys. I just mean Robin and to some extent, Cody, but more Robin are acting like you're a victim in all of this. And you've just been trying so hard and blah, blah, blah. But I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true at all. The only relationship we've seen Robin try to foster is with Mary and like no shade, but like for what? (laughs) Like, what point? You know, like, you know what I mean? Anyway, then Cody gets into his real bag and claiming that there have been members of this family that still think that COVID is fake. And then he gets up real close to the camera and he's like, and let me tell you guys something. COVID is real. And people who don't say it's real are being stupid about it, okay? (laughs) Okay. Only Cody Brown can make me lady liberal. Uh, this mask up triple vaccinate like i'm i'm about to get a vaccination uh, my booster asap okay only cody brown has the innate ability to make me roll my eyes about his rules about covid nobody thinks covid is fake here and then thank god to the editors where christine says i've never once told cody that i think covid is fake and then janelle who had to be like i had it <laughs> I know it's real. I'm the one who had it. It was coursing through my body. Duh. (laughs) Like, who are you talking to? Because at this point, and then Janelle brings up the point that, um, that Garrison, because he's in the military, was vaccinated. 
one of the first people vaccinated. So where is this coming from? Goofus probably, maybe, but like he's been pointing the fingers mostly at like Garrison and Janelle and Christine because, uh, you know, Christine was going to Utah. But like, really, like, come on. Like, I know that there are conservative members of this family, but like, you can't say that like Garrison's vaccinated. Like he's gone the furthest than all of you guys to make sure he was safe. So what are we talking about? And and also Cody keeps trying to act like Garrison is just like out here in these streets. And maybe to some extent he is, but also he has a job that requires him to be around people because he works in construction. Like if he got COVID from his job, which is entirely possible, what are we going to do? Shoot him in the face? Like what? <laughs> Like, that's just how it goes sometimes, you know? Some It be like that. So whatever. This was the scene of the episode for me, in which Cody says that Garrison called him up with his narcissistic attitude and goes, this is your fault. I'm never going to see you again. <laughs> Janelle is, matter of fact, this is like my favorite part of Janelle, she says in a confessional that Garrison's telling his dad, I'm done with you because I don't like how my mom is being treated. And I don't like how we're being treated at this house. Not COVID. Not, we're not talking about COVID, are we? Are we? Um, so then uh, Christine says that Janelle's fine with her relationship with Cody. And despite the fact that Janelle has told her kids and everybody over and over and over again, that she is fine. She's completely complacent. The kids still are taken up for her and they feel very differently. So it's more than just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if to me, as somebody who loves their mother, if I saw my mom in a relationship that I thought was like, he, she was not being treated with respect and she's telling me I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Like I'm okay with this level of like, whatever I have, like I'm going to stay in this. And I still was upset. And this is my dad. Something is fucked up. Something's really fucked up. Why does he not see this? It's so wild. Um, so then we have basically two houses that are saying two very different things. Cody's blaming Christine for the relationship that she has with her children. When the truth is, she's their children are upset because of how <clears throat> Cody treats their mom, right? But Cody can't do that with Janelle. He can't condemn con Janelle the way he does Christine because he knows that Janelle is saying, I'm happy with this shit sandwich of a relationship that I have with Cody. So instead he's decided to ruin his relationship with his children <laughs> and get them the fuck out of there. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Wild. So Cody tells Janelle that he needs Gabe and Garrison to move out of the house. And Janelle starts laughing, (laughs) laughing in a confessional and says, you know, this is the most hilarious thing to me because Cody's threatened this before. And I'm just like, dude, you're not even on the lease. I'm on the lease. (laughs) I know that's right. I know that's right, Janelle. Uh, So Janelle says, for my boys, it's a lot more than a fight over whose COVID rules should be followed, Cody's or the CDC. They, for a long time, have perceived that Cody's focus and his time and everything was spent at the majority of Robin's house, even, Cody, even when we lived in Vegas, even when we lived in Vegas, which was before 2020, Before COVID touched U.S. soil. Okay? Thank you. Janelle says that they're really frustrated because they feel like there has been a real preference for Robin. And so the thing with COVID now where he's at Robin's house because she's willing to follow the rules, they're just a little bit suspicious of that. Okay? So Janelle goes on to say that she and Cody have a good relationship. And then she says, it's struggling. It's struggling, but I know what I need from Cody and I can communicate that to him. And he does a pretty good job at meeting it. What we have now is adequate and it works for me, but it does not look like Robin's relationship with him. And now we said it. And now we said it. Everything's all out on the table. Everything's all out on the table. There's nothing more that needs to be like. The. The the clear crystal. What does that mean? <laughs> it is crystal clear. Okay, it, nothing. There's no. What more can we say at this point? What can what can we say? Well, well, well. Guess who's crying in her confessional? Robin, who says, "Yeah, I know there are a lot of accusations from the boys about me, and and they're false." I just don't have that kind of power over Cody. And if I did, I certainly wouldn't have chosen what we chose through COVID. I would have made us sit down and find a compromise about how to handle Cody as a family. If I had the quote unquote power. If anybody just wants to go back to like last season where the only reason why they were able to come up for the rules as to how the family would be able to connect was because Robin hired a nanny. Christine found out. And so Christine was like, what does the nanny do? Meaning, what does the nanny do to get access to your home and your children that the rest of us don't have access to? And then, old Mary in the corner is like, um, hey, I've been doing that the whole time, Robin, and I also told you that, like, months ago. Um, and I could have been at your house, it sounds like, according to Cody. But Cody didn't know that. But you did. And so you didn't tell him 
But now that you've told him, I'm allowed to come over. That sounds like power to me. I don't know. Maybe there's two different types of power. I don't know. Y'all, y'all let me know. Y'all let me know. Anyway, um, this man is flailing. You guys, he's absolutely flailing. And Cody says that he feels like the other older kids have created some sort of clique where you're either in or you're out, like Project Runway or something. And that Gabe and Garrison have been telling Hunter and Madison... And now there's some sort of collusion. Y'all, he usually, he actually used the word collusion with his own children. There's been collusion happening with the older kids and that everybody's just gossiping about him. And I guess that's just how the family runs, I guess. I'm just going to put my hands up to the whole thing. I'm just a victim. So now he's a victim to his own children. Collusion? Bitch. Bitch. Come on. this doesn't even make sense none of these kids even live close to each other so you're saying like you wouldn't cody under your protocols you wouldn't have seen madison anyway because she lives in north carolina you wouldn't have seen hunter anyway because he lives like in dc or something right so what do you mean collusion they're not stopping you from seeing them you're stopping you from girl please anyway um Oh, God, what now? Okay, so Janelle does admit that the co- the kids, the older kids, basically don't fuck with Cody. And that, in a way, she's kind of stuck in the middle, choosing between Cody and Robin's family and their kids and Mary, or the rest of the family, which includes every single one of her children. <laughs> so, how many kids does, does Janelle have? Like, six? Seven? None of them are fucking with her dad. And he doesn't see the problem, like, the common denominator. Somebody really needs to sit Cody down and teach him about what common denominators are and how they you can apply that to your real life. I think that's the only way we can be free of this. I think it is. Christine basically wraps it up and says that she feels like every time she sees Cody, he's just like, it's like he's drowning with no place to go. And honestly, at this point, she's kind of feeling bad for him. So at the end of the episode, we find out that Christine's basically in Flagstaff for like another month. She's trying to wrap up loose ends with the girls. So we're good. Isabel's going to North Carolina. Gwendolyn, she had a conversation with. Uh, Gwendolyn's going to be staying in Flagstaff. And obviously she's going to be taking Truly to Utah. And she says she had a conversation with Gwen. And um, she was like, I just want to make sure... So she said she did offer to have Gwen move up to uh, Utah with her. And when Gwen said no, she said, do you feel like I'm abandoning you? And she's like, no, I, you're doing the right thing. Like, I just want you to be happy. So she, Christine goes on to say that Isabel and Gwendolyn both wish that they had a better relationship with Cody. But overall, she thinks that that's Cody's responsibility to have a good relationship with his kids. And not hers. Amen. I co-sign on that one. And she says, it's been hard for me, but it's been devastating for my children. And he's missed out on this great opportunity to get to know them better. But now they're leaving. And that's it. The opportunity's gone. And the episode ends with Cody saying that he has spent his entire life, his whole life, trying to be that hero for his kids. But because of COVID, <laughs> they're trying to make him the villain. We're never going to get off of this hamster wheel. And uh, I don't know if 
it's going to be entertaining, uh, dark, shark, shocking, horrifying, titillating, all of those. I'm ready for it, and I hope you guys are too. Uh, with that, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. <laughs>